You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's show, we've got the near impossible path a new Texans tight end took to the NFL. We dissect the pro football focus defensive player grades from the first preseason game, and I'll go one-on-one with special teams ace Johnson Batamosi. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast, along with co-host Brian Patterson from Fansided's HouseofHouston.com. Thanks for diving into Locked On Texans, your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And first, let's hit some minor news. Tight end Giovanni Robinson was activated from the pup list. And Brian, do you know his story? Because it's pretty cool. Please let me know about this story. Please endear me in, in, in regard to, you know, we've, we've been listening to a lot of stories as of late. So lay it on me. I'd love to know. All right. This is a good one. Giovanni is a Jamaican-born former college and pro basketball player who hasn't played football or hasn't played in a football game since his high school days in North Carolina, only played one year in high school where he had a grand total of one reception as a skinny six foot two receiver. He's six, seven, two forty Now after not playing basketball in high school, he played college basketball uh, at NC state and Barry university before one pro season in Italy. Now check this out. He started out, at North Carolina Central, where he was a regular non-athlete student, just a regular old student. He gets a growth spurt, transfers to NC State, emails the basketball coach for a tryout. He can't get one, but an NC State team manager saw him dunk at the gym, and the word finally reached the North Carolina State coach who put him on the team. He was signed to the Texans practice squad late last year. Giovanni, who's now... 25 years old, so he's not a, a kid anymore, runs a 4.5940, has a 40-inch vertical among all tight ends in this year's combine, Brian. His 40 would be the third best, and his vertical would be the second best. He grew up running track, playing cricket, rugby, and soccer in Jamaica. That's that's a story right there. Yes, yes, it is. My goodness, and it's... One that you you just want to root for, you know, for for success, you know, just like with uh, we were talking about uh, Bray yesterday. Uh, this is a guy that you know he was trying his hardest to get onto the team. He didn't get his opportunity, you know, until you know he kept knocking on doors and being persistent, and then he got uh, his way in there, and um, and he's now on you know an NFL roster trying to make the team. He's fighting that battle again. Um, who knows if, if he's going to be able to do that. But if he can do more than one thing, he's got a shot. But we've got a heck of a lot of tight ends right now. So it's going to be an uphill battle for him. But I, I just love the story. Yeah, it looks like a practice squad guy. You know, it looks like somebody yeah. that they're going to hold, hold on to for a while. But you never know. And it's just uh, it's remarkable that this is a guy with one reception total in his life in high, high school and college, didn't play college ball at all was a basketball player. Uh, but this wow. is obviously a kid with tons of heart and just to, to, to do what he was able to do and get on a college basketball team after not being a scholarship player to start off his career. It, it's just is remarkable, but uh, Hey, we, we got some uh, pro football focus defensive player grades, Brian, to get to. And uh, 
Let's hear what you got. Anything interesting that you found when you were rifling through all the defensive player grades? Oh, let's get started. So <clears throat> your top performer is going to be Dylan Cole. He had a 95.3. You guys shouldn't be too surprised about that because he's been playing really well. He played up well up into his injury uh, last season, you know, where he was actually running in uh, for an interception. Uh, so that's the case there. Josh Dorn's right behind him with a 91.6. And Yofumba Kamalu with an 89.9. Those are your top performers, top three. They're in another echelon um, in terms of how they are you know, performing against the Chiefs. So they're looking good. Let's talk about guys that are underperforming. The lowest grade out of the defense, and it's going to be a doozy. It's third-round pick Justin Reed. He had a 37.3. The guy only took... Um, as far as his snaps, he took 16 snaps, uh, 13 of them were in coverage, and uh, he was able to, to garner that grade, which is uh, certainly uh, not good to see. Uh, let's talk about some, some of the other rookies, like a Peter, six-round pick Peter Columbay. He had a 51.4, which is not bad, but not great either. Kareem Jackson, you know, he got uh, 13 snaps in coverage, 16 total snaps at free safety, 48.9. So he's getting adjusted to the uh, position as well. How's there, how's Kevin Johnson doing? Kevin Johnson's doing a lot better. He had a 58.1 against the Chiefs. You know, this guy was hovering around 30, 40 uh, for pretty much most of the season when he was healthy. So it goes to show that there is some improvement, but there's a lot more room for him to get even better. I want to see Kevin Johnson rise up on this list. Uh, there's plenty of opportunity for him there. Um, Angela Blackson. Uh, my favorite of mine. I don't know if he's going to have an opportunity to make this team. I hope he does. I just love his explosiveness. He had a 64.7. And your boy, Tristan Deku, 66.8. He took 30 snaps, 21 of them uh, in coverage, and uh, he had a 66.8. So, uh, you know, looking good so far. Free agents, Aaron Colvin, 68.4. So, you know, that's not great, but good. Darius Kilgo in for DJ Reader, who pretty much had, you know, the time off because he's a starter. Kilgo is his backup. He had a 69.9, so pretty decent uh, for him as well. Um, one more guy I want to mention is Duke Edgeofor, uh 75.7. He was the sixth highest uh, performer um, as far as defense. Top pass rusher. Uh, Dylan Cole, 97.9. Top tackler, Keenan Gilchrist. He had some moments there I saw throughout the game. This guy's got an outside shot to make the team. He had an 83.1 tackling grade. And the best run defender was Nick Thurman. He had a lot of time toward the end of the game. He was able to get that score up. Uh, that's a 76.4. And your best uh, guy in coverage, I believe we talked about Josh Norton, 91.9. Uh, was his grade as well. So lots to be said um, about these guys. At least we know that Kevin Johnson is striving to get better uh, it, you know, out of all this. And Justin Reed's got to step, step it up as well. The one thing that sticks out with Edgefor is, you know, his number looks good, not great, but you have to factor in that they, they didn't give him a lot as far as the run grade was concerned. And, and this is guy, his specialty is going to be rushing the pastor without question. So, uh, that's something to, to factor in. Justin Reed, like you said, terrible grade, but only on 16 snaps. 
Um, that that's a big thing to to look at. I mean, he just d- didn't have a whole lot of chance to get into a groove to prove himself. Maybe I'm looking through my Justin Reed rose colored glasses, but you know, I, and I want to see the guy do well. And I think he he's got uh, some real skills. So uh, you know, it, it's going to take him a little bit to get acclimated. It's real interesting though when you look at the rest of the safety battle because Deku and Corey Moore, who uh, they're going to be fighting maybe for a roster spot. I don't know if they're going to keep both of these guys. Maybe they will, but their grades are really, really close. They're very similar. None none of them stuck out in a bad way, and neither one of them stuck out in a good way. Uh, Those are, I guess, the biggest observations that I had. And and, and your boy D-Virgin, I don't know, Brian. The numbers don't still look that good to me. <laughs> I, I just I don't know if he's going to make this team. I mean, he might be on the practice squad if he's still eligible to do that again. Yeah, I, I think his best shot is to continue to you know stick it on special teams because he was the third highest performer uh, on special teams. You know, right behind uh, Troy Main Pope and Brian Peters. So, you know, that might be his opportunity there to to make this team. But as far as on the uh, defensive end, yeah, it wasn't looking good for him. Had a 47.3. In fact, he had one of the worst grades in terms of his tackling. His tackling was was god awful. We saw it. In front. I mean, you know, uh, he he let the uh, I, I forget the name of the guy, the receiver that got in for the uh, the, the touchdown. I think his last name is uh, Robinson, if I if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he that probably brought the grade down uh, even more. And also another point uh, with Justin Reed, you know, that way you don't, you know, get all your hopes down about uh, Justin Reed. His tackling grade was pretty good. He's he was he got a 72.5. That's passing. He's tackling solidly. But what brought it down was that he was not good in coverage. Yeah, he um, as far as the grade that he got in coverage was a 41.7. So that's got to come up. But pretty much all of his other grades are, are pretty close to solid. But, yeah, he's got to get better at that off just, what, 16 snaps. Yeah, no, and there was two completions against him. I, I remember them very well. They were uh, over 10 yards against him as well. Um, we, yeah. We're next up. We, we want to get to this uh, Johnson Bottomosi conversation that I had with him. And uh, you're going to want to hear that. It's good stuff. Uh, Locked on NFL has become Locked on NFL of experts. So uh, if you love uh, Locked on NFL and you want to get a little bit more information, Matt Williamson hosts Locked on NFL. He's got a brand new lineup every Monday. It will be the Locked on local experts on the biggest stories uh, of the day on Monday. And then, then Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus will join every Wednesday. We're talking pro football focus in this show. And then ESPN's amazing Mike Sando joins in on Thursday. Be sure to follow Locked On NFL on iTunes and Google Podcasts to get this amazing content. Out of Texans training camp with Johnson Badamosi. And uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about what the experience was like at the Super Bowl. You know, not necessarily the game itself, but just that whole couple of weeks. I mean, what is that like uh, leading up to the game, and, and what do you remember about like moments from the from the game, uh, maybe both on the field and uh, off the field? Well, more than a game, it's just a special process. Just finishing the year, knowing you're, you 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 got a shot, you're going into the playoffs, and just just working every week, knowing like this could be the last week. It's like a it's like a tournament, and so uh, uh, it's great because your family gets to be there and all eyes are on you, but. Um, it's exciting. You've done a little work also. I want to ask you about football without borders. Tell me what, what, what that's all about 
and maybe some of the memories that you, you've taken away from that. So AFWB, American Football Without uh, Borders, is me and uh, uh, some of my former teammates. We, we, we travel around the world and teach football camps, and it's, uh, it's kind of a humanitarian aspect to it as well. We, uh, you know, we, we go to or- orphanages and schools and uh, get, to know the, get to know wherever we are, the, the community, and kind of immerse ourselves in the culture. So it's fun, but we also do some really, really good stuff, too. You've gone all over the world with that. I mean, how many countries? Name some of the countries that you've been there. Uh, wow. Uh, been to mainland China, Brazil, uh, Istanbul. Istanbul is a city. Uh, Turkey. Uh, we've been to Egypt. We've been to Finland. And we were just in Portugal. Does it change the way you look at the world? Does it change your perspective? It gives you a little bit of a wider perspective, traveling a little bit. You get to talk to different people, see how different people do things, different cultures, different religions, and how people work together. So it's fun. You've got sort of an international flavor yourself from Nigeria. You come to Houston, and the biggest hero, one of the biggest sports heroes here is Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah. Uh, is, is it special to, to be in Houston knowing that uh, he's such a big deal here? It, it absolutely is. And he's just not a sports hero here. He's a sports hero around the world. He's like a, one of the godfathers for, for Nigerians playing sports. And so uh, it's, it's, I've actually met him. I was at a Rockets game and I got the opportunity to meet him. And that uh, blew, my, blew my mind. Blew my mind. It's like I'm looking at a superhero. So. Did you get a chance to talk to him? Yeah, Did you have anything we, to say? What did he say to you? A little bit, and he's 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 uh, he's welcoming. He's warm. He's willing to talk. He's also, I felt like a, I felt like a child standing next to him. So it was a pretty pretty cool deal. Are you old enough to remember him play? Uh, I am. I mean, in my early years, I mean, my parents talked about him and my community and our church and stuff. They would they would mention his name, him and the Nigerian nightmare. So, uh, so yeah. Let me ask you about the Texans and uh, special teams. Has been your Real bread and butter. What makes a great special teams player? What What is the secret to that? Well, I, mean, I think I mean I think everybody's different. Um, there's a lot of great special teams players who have different intangibles, different body types, etc. But I think the biggest part is a, a willingness to do it, uh, and also you you got to put effort effort in, and that's that's the minimum. And then and then whatever you, whatever you're good at, you got to just be very good at it. If you if you're fast, you got to be fast. If you're quick, you got to be quick. If you're strong, you got to put pressure on people with your strength. So, I don't think, I don't think there's a secret. It just kind of, it, it start, it starts with the willingness to do it. Last year, of course, you were on the Patriots. Your coach is Coach Sealy. He uh, coached with uh, Bill Belichick as part of three Super Bowl championships. Do you, does that bring a special camaraderie that you have with him? Do you have a connection with him a little bit because of all that? Uh, I mean, he's he, Coach Sealy's coaching a lot of places. Uh, coach Cornell is also coaching a lot of places, and we have some people in the front office and on on the field who, who were there as well and uh you know you you kind of learn something from everywhere you are i've learned i've learned stuff from there and i was in cleveland i was in detroit i've been a couple different places and i'm sure as coaches they've, they've learned stuff from the different teams that they've been on and different coaches they've coached with so uh it's just part it's just a part of the journey and i'm applying what i've learned now and hoping to learn some more stuff so last thing uh, you have been a part of a super bowl team with the patriots you see what's going on here in Houston. You see the amount of talent that is here. Uh, how does this compare to your experience last year and, and what the team was like and their goals? And kind of do you feel like this is a team that can really go to the Super Bowl? Does it have that kind of talent and that kind of drive? I absolutely do. But you never know until you know. We still, uh, we're still working with the training camp. we got to get on the field and, and, and beat the Patriots. So we'll start, we'll start there. Thanks so much. Appreciate yeah, sure. the time. Yep. Good stuff from the new special teams ace of the Texans. We're going to talk about the conversation in a little bit more before we close things out. But if you're enjoying Locked On Texans, 
Please tell all of your Texans friends. Let them know they can find us on Spotify, the Google Podcast app, iTunes. Hey, most anywhere you'll find your favorite podcast. Do us a favor. Share the links to our show with your social media followers so we can bring more people to this party. We also want your voice to be a part of the conversation. So email LockedOnTexans at Mail.com for questions or comments. That's LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. All right, Brian, you heard Johnson Batamosi, and I tell you what, I, I could have talked to him for another 10 or 15 minutes. He's an extremely interesting guy. There's so much more to his background, uh, to what he's been involved with outside of football. But uh, what did you think of what he had to say there? Yeah, it seems like he's just the perfect fit for the Texas organization, just uh, with his ability uh, to, you know, be able to be receptive to different cultures. You know, he works out in the community. He's traveled around the world, especially with the football uh, without borders program. He's been all around the world spreading the word. And uh, he's just going to be, you know, in terms of a cultural and a uh, emotional uh, personality fit, he'll be just fine. We'll see how much of a fit uh, he is as far as physically uh, with his traits. The reason why he's here, because again, yeah, he was one of uh, the as far as his uh, pro football focus rating with special teams. He wasn't even near the top. Um, actually, uh, where Johnson Batamosi ranks, he's way down uh, at the bottom, and he had a sixty-one point five uh, pro football focus grade, uh, which you know that's that's definitely uh, unacceptable. And I'm sorry, that is a sixty-one point one, so that's good for fifteenth among the guys. Uh, who were playing special teams. So he's got to bring that up, especially with his versatility. But again, just great to have him on this team. And just another thing that I just wanted to say, you know, I I, I dated, you know, briefly a, a Nigerian. And, uh, you know, I asked the same question about how Hakeem Olajuwon, is he like a god in the country? How How is he perceived? And then she gives me the question of, well, well I'm not really into sports, so I, I – you know, I, I didn't really know about him until I got here, you know, because, you know, she's lived in Houston, oh, I guess, uh, maybe for the past 10 years. But uh, she, you know, of course, you know, came from Nigeria to to move here. And I still keep in contact with, of course, we're not together at this time. But I, I just wanted to know that what's the perception of Akeem Olajuwon over? So maybe a diehard sports fan would probably know, especially because he got to start playing soccer. And then, you know, he meandered his way into basketball. You know the story. You know, he was trying to get to Rice University. uh, But (laughs) Guy Lewis somehow saw him and he was able to guide him over to U of H. And, you know, the rest is history, you know, with two back-to-back runs. uh, I I don't know if I knew the Rice University thing. I I think he was looking up north. He got up there. It was freezing. He was like, you know, I think it it brought back – came back down to Houston to decide, well, that's where I'm going to stay. But, you know, he, he also mentioned, uh, Badamosi did, he mentioned Christian Okoye, uh, the night, he said the Nigerian nightmare, that's, that's Christian Okoye, the, yeah. the run, big, huge running back from the Chiefs. I, I know older fans might not remember Christian Okoye, but he was a, a fun guy to watch. He was a big deal. And Badamosi, you know, we talked a little bit about what he was doing with football without borders, but, you know, didn't have a chance to get into it. I might get into it with him in future conversations. Uh, he was at that huge women's march on Washington, D.C., where there was about half a million people a couple of years ago. He's made a lot of very political 
uh, oriented statements on Twitter. Uh, he is not afraid to speak his mind. He's a really bright guy out of Stanford. Uh, this immigration stuff that's gone on, it, it's meant a lot to him because of what happened with his family and coming over here from Nigeria. So, uh, yeah, there, there's multiple sides to this guy and uh, can't wait to talk to him a little bit more. I mean, we're out there, Brian, talking and you can hear the, the Texans fans there. It was, you know, they were going crazy after practice. So it was loud and uh, I didn't want to keep him for too long. It was obviously hot too, but uh, Badamosi seems like uh, he's going to be fun to talk to. And I'm not worried about pro football focus grades with him after one week of the preseason. He's got a longstanding record of doing good stuff. So uh, I'll throw that out for now. Let's, let's hold off on, the, on on his grading <laughs> at this point. Yeah. 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 Give him a shot. Yeah. Cause it's just one game, you know, there's three more. So, you know, he's got plenty of time to improve. We signed him for a reason. So obviously, uh, you know, we've we've got a good guy in the ring. So let's let's hope for the best. And we invested some money in him. He by the way, he is the highest paid special teams player in the NFL. So he has that distinction. Yeah. And he's not necessarily I mean, he can play cornerback. But yeah, as somebody that everybody knows was basically signed for special teams, it's the same way. Same thing with Quan Bray. You know, we mentioned him as a kick returner. Uh, last show, but also he's going to be used as a gunner. He's a really good gunner as well. Somebody could get down the field just the same way that Chris Thompson, who, by the way, we haven't mentioned Chris Thompson. Everybody remembers him from last year on special teams. He didn't play the first game. He's been dealing with the concussion. That's uh, worth noting as well uh, when you look at the Quan Bray sighting. So just keep keep all of that in mind. Depends on uh, you know what what the situation is with Chris Thompson, and those two seem to be uh, fighting for maybe that's a particular spot that the Texans. Uh, will be having from here on out is something they think is important, that gunner spot and somebody that can do some multiple things on special teams the way those two guys can do it. But, uh, yeah, that's all we got for for this one. Uh, Andy Rio, our fantasy experts, coming on uh, tomorrow's show. So listen for that. Uh, quick reminder, if you'd like to check out more shows from our network, our Locked On Network, the podcast network, go to LockedOnSports.com. It's our website. Two and a half million downloads per month with the, all the podcasts that we're doing uh, one for nearly every NFL and NBA team. I think we've almost got everybody set. So there's every NFL NBA team is covered also working on major league baseball and college sports as well. Brian Patterson's got you covered with Astros and Rockets and Texans all on his site, houseofhouston.com, a fan site affiliate, my Houston sports talk podcast, uh, tons of interviews, over the last few years, uh, you can go into the archive and we'll be talking, I'm sure, with uh, doing something this week on what's going on with the Astros, which is not good at the moment as we speak. But uh, check that out. It's on the Google Podcast app, iTunes, and most anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. That's all we got for this show. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey.